Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Sigavis podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. I am out walking. It is 4.18 a.m. I have had a pretty productive night. I'm actually on night schedule right now. Uh, worked all night. Well, I didn't work all night. I took some breaks, but... I did a lot of work, and I am getting ready to go to bed, but I'm taking one last walk before I do. Just wanted to talk a little bit about respect. I have touched on the subject a few different times, and, you know, as I scroll through, um, like I said, scroll through YouTube and you know, social media, many different platforms, I am just bombarded over and over again by posts, you know, and videos and, you know, all kinds of different media that's basically talking about, like, how dissatisfied, you know, men are with women and with how women are dissatisfied with men. And the more that I grow in my understanding of, you know, human mating behavior, the natural roles that men and women play in the, in the very complementary scheme of things. I'm sorry if it's a little windy. It is a little windy out here. I didn't think it was going to be this windy, but it is a bit windy. The more that I think about these things, the more that I realize that a lot of people just, they don't get it. They don't get it. They're too wrapped up in their own feelings. They're too wrapped up in their own wounds, their own hurt, to understand fully that this isn't a man or a woman issue. There are a lot of people who are very hurt. Their feelings are very hurt. They're very alone. They feel abandoned, betrayed, because their dating life hasn't worked out. And this is interesting to me because there's a few different things going on here. Number one, a lot of people have a lot of trouble with their dating lives, and those troubles define their lives to a great extent. I absolutely no people whose entire lives are defined by the anger and the rage and the 
you know, the hurt they feel about, you know, members of the opposite gender. I also absolutely know people who have been there and then have gotten past it, have gotten over it. It's totally possible to do. In fact, I spent some time in the in the woman hating stage. You know, I spent some time there. I was very angry about the way my life had shaped up. You know, kind of when I was at rock bottom, I had a lot of anger about women. And, uh, you know, one book that I read that really helped me to get past that was um, Robert Augustus Masters, To Be a Man, A True Guide, or A Guide to True Masculine Power is what it was called. Robert Augustus Masters, To Be a Man, A Guide to True Masculine Power. And that book really changed my life because there was a lot of empathy in that book, you know, for women and for yourself as a man, you know, that's really important too. Actually, there's a lot of men who hate themselves and hate the fact that they're men and they can't come to terms with masculinity in a healthy way. And there's a lot of women who, who have same problem with femininity. You know, there are women who are at absolute war with their own femininity and they feel that any expectation, you know, that anyone places on them to be feminine is like an attack. And that's so common. Okay, so why does this matter? Here's why it matters. First of all, it matters because when your dating life is so like is, is so prevalent an issue in your life that the failures you've suffered in it are causing your entire outlook to be skewed against an entire demographic of people like men or women that's a pretty significant problem and this just reinforces why i believe that what I'm doing and what we're doing in this tribe, what we're all trying to do, which is, you know, learn how to date, level up our dating skills, become high value men and women who can create our own dating destiny. You know, this is so important because if we don't do this, what's the recourse? Well, we're going to be at the mercy of a bad dating life for the rest of our lives. That's a very real thing. Like, that is something that I see all around me every single day. People who are absolutely at the mercy of their inability to create the dating life they want for themselves. And it leads to a really miserable life. Like, imagine not knowing how you know, to find a nice partner when you wanted. Imagine not having the power to have a girlfriend if you wanted, have a boyfriend if you wanted. You might already be there. That may be why you're listening to this channel, you know, and you probably know, even if you're not there right now, you probably know that that's frustrating. Well, it's very frustrating. It's something that defined my life to a great degree. I always felt like I was behind the curve. I always felt like, 
you know, women had the upper hand because they were so beautiful. They could really get whatever men they wanted. And then there was me. I was a man, not beautiful, couldn't get anyone I wanted. Quite the opposite. Couldn't even get one person to pay attention to me kind of thing, you know. Now, uh, I did learn and I changed it. So I've lived both ways. I have lived with zero control over my dating life and relationship life and I have felt completely powerless and then I've also lived you know ever, ever since I've well ever since I changed my life and I got to a certain point where I learned enough to turn it around and actually you know got enough practice and learned enough to create the dating life of my dreams uh, you know after my divorce you know, so then I was living in sexual abundance. And what I mean by that is, you know, I could write my own check. I could have whatever kind of dating life I wanted. And so there's a lot of plentiful opportunity. And, you know, imagine like, you know, imagine wanting, you know, thinking, I would like to cuddle. That, that would be really nice. And then being able to go get it. Or like imagining, you know, I, you know, lately in life, I have felt like I might like to have a girlfriend. I think I'll just go get one. And bam, you go get one. Or imagine, you know, thinking, you know, the holidays are coming up. I would love to have this like gorgeous romantic boyfriend. I think I'm going to go find one. I, I want to have a boyfriend. And then bam, you can go get whatever kind of boyfriend you want. You know, that is the power of creating your own destiny, uh, your own dating destiny, writing your own check, as I say, being able to dictate your own terms in your relationship life. See, it's no different than someone who knows how to woodwork. Really, you know, if you know how to woodwork and you've got the equipment to do it and you've got the skills and you've got the materials, you know, the resources, then here's what you say. You say, you know, I feel like I want a new table. I'm going to take my tools, going to get this beautiful wood. I'm going to make a beautiful table out of it. And that's just how it is because I have the ability to do it. And so we have the exact same opportunity in a dating, uh, in the dating context as in that context. We, we do need the skills. So if you don't know how to build a table, you might not succeed. You, your table might be rickety or you may not even get it together. You may start cutting wood and realize you're doing it all wrong and give up. So you need to learn the skills. And dating is the exact same way. Gotta have the skills. Um, what about the tools? Well, what are the tools of dating? Well, the tools I would say are hierarchical consciousness, Understanding how to become a high value man, you know, leveling up mind, body, spirit. Those are our tools, you know, a high value man or a high value woman. Those are the tools. And so we apply this effort into our lives and, and I generate the tools. Now, there could, there's also an argument to be made for, you know, saying that the tools are the, you know, the tools are the techniques we employ, you know, so when I go out and I'm building connection with a woman, you know, I, I flirting, you know, I'm, I'm touching her, you know, in a, in a, in a, in an innocent way, but a way that's creating desire, you know, when I'm 
asking a woman questions to learn about her and I'm you know making eye contact all of these different techniques um, could be could be considered tools right now what about resources you need wood to build a table well you need the same thing in dating you need resources well what are the resources well for women youth beauty fertility fidelity and agreeableness are the primary attraction metrics those are your resources for men it's power wealth status athleticism you know physical athleticism uh, leadership mentality industriousness right strong tribal connections these are the types of things, you know, at the very core, being effective, being an effective man who can create value and get results. This, these are the resources that men need to succeed in the dating marketplace. And so it's no different. It's just a skill set. A lot of people don't like to think of it that way. You've heard me talk about this. I, if you've listened to my show very long at all, you know that I, that I hate this. Like, I hate that people don't look at dating as a skill. Um, uh, you know, I shouldn't hate it. The fact that people, more, more people don't view dating as a skill is serious job security <laughs> for me and my business because it's kind of like having a really convenient problem to sell a solution to, you know, a mass problem to try to help people. So I guess I shouldn't really be complaining, but I do complain about it. And, and I, it, it kind of like, I find it frustrating because I want to see people succeed and I want to see people having amazing dating lives. I'm tired of seeing people, you know, down about it. I care. I really do. And so what I want to see happen is I want to see more people understand that dating is actually a skill that they can practice, that they can level up, that they can learn about, they can develop the tools, they can develop the resources, you know, just like if you're, if you want to get into building tables, you know, you might start off with a, a cheap saw. Maybe you can cut some types of wood. Maybe you can't cut it all that way, you know? Well, it's the same thing. Our early techniques may only work in some situations. But as you develop, you know, uh, with the table analogy, you get a better saw. You're going to make better tables out of better materials. You're going to have a better table. You're just going to be better. And then you're going to learn how to use it. And it's going to help you. And you're going to become an artist. And, and the same goes for dating. You learn the techniques. You make better techniques. You create better resources. You learn more. And then all of a sudden, it is so much better. So, what do we have to do? Well, here's what we have to do. Number one. We have to acknowledge that dating is a skill. We have to get rid of the, the temptation to want to believe in some kind of fate or destiny or this twin flame meeting. Now, I'm not saying that those things are not real. I don't know if they're real. I don't know about destiny or fate or if we have twin flames or soulmates, you know, or if we have spiritual counterparts or, you know, if... if uh, you know, if there is a God or gods, if they destined us to be with someone, I don't know about all that. But from what I can see and from what I can tell, it looks a hell of a lot like we just end up with what we end up with based on our actions. Very cause and effect, right? Uh, all the evidence I see points toward that because 
all of these things are so easy to explain with brain science. You know, read uh, Why We Love by Helen Fisher, incredible book that really lays out the science of the brain and what happens when we feel lust, when we feel love, when we feel attachment, right? She draws very clear distinctions between those three things, love, lust, and attachment. They're very different things that can and sometimes do happen at the same time. But see, we place this huge emphasis on it. Like when we feel lust for someone, we think, oh, they're so sexy. You know, I want to, I want to have sex. Like I'm so aroused. And then, you know, if it's coupled with, if it's coupled with like, you know, feelings of, you know, love and infatuation and these incredible feelings of like, we just, you know, desire this person and, you know, we are smitten by them. Well, then all of a sudden it can feel, it can feel a hell of a lot like God is telling us that they're the one for us. But that's really easy to explain. It's just the release of some brain chemicals. There's something about that person that triggered it in you and then you feel that way about them and it's not special. It's special to you because you are feeling the positive effects, but it's the same mechanism that has happened countless times and its purpose is to get us to procreate and to survive. You know, there, it increases our survivability because we're social animals and da 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 Okay, so, you know, it's not... It is special. It's actually miraculous and it's wonderful and it's a miracle in, of nature in its own right. It's amazing and I'm very glad we have it. I am incredibly happy that I can feel infatuation for someone, that I can feel lust for someone, that I can feel attached to someone. Like, incredibly thankful, grateful, and I enjoy all of those things very much, as we all should. But it's also important that we understand that we have an incredible amount of say in how our dating lives play out. And there are a lot of people in this world who rely completely on chance, on serendipitousness, on randomness, on chaos, and they hope that destiny or fate will bring them a soulmate when in reality, if they actually really wanted to succeed, they would learn the skills and they would go out and apply them, right? So number one, we have to admit, we have to admit that dating and attraction and all these things are skills that we can level up because that gives us power to change our destiny. That gives you power to create the kind of dating life you want for yourself. Now it's step number two, we have to start learning those skills. Understanding that something is a skill is a good start, but then we have to start learning them. We have to start leveling up in them. We're gonna run into problems and we're gonna have to find solutions. You know, when I, when I first started my journey trying to understand attraction, trying to understand women, it was, you know, I ran into things every day that I didn't understand. And I had to dig deep for answers. Sometimes that meant reading about them. Sometimes it meant listening to someone. Sometimes it meant reading scientific studies. Sometimes that meant having a lot of conversations with women, trying to figure out how they felt and like why they did the things they did. And then, you know, analyzing their behavior and just, I mean, reading the Kama Sutra, 
you know, reading, you know, listening, just learning all kinds of things. Like, I mean, you wouldn't believe the width and depth of sources I have accessed to learn the things I've learned. Now, I finally got to a point where I kind of had women figured out, right? And I, I kind of knew what was going on. That's really when my dating life took a major shift and I started to really win because I finally understood female nature. I finally understood what women wanted and I finally learned that I could apply myself and I could start to cultivate a better outcome for myself. And so that's when my dating life really started to turn around. I started to see good results. And then, but God knows that was not the begin, or that wasn't the end of my education. I still had so much to learn. I mean, that was all before I even read any David M. Buss. When I started reading evolutionary psychology, reading, you know, the evolution of desire, why women have sex, you know, these books, my mind was absolutely blown. Like, I, I kind of understood women. I understood women well enough to have a more successful dating life, but I didn't actually understand their core nature. And, you know, reading, you know, reading the evolution of desire really opened the door to a whole new depth of understanding uh, where human mating behavior was concerned. But when I read Why Women Have Sex, I was I was legitimately depressed and and I stayed that way for a good couple days and there was a part of me and you know because that book did a really good job of explaining some of the really deep nuances of the very very complex nature of like of like sex and sexuality as it pertains to and affects women and being a man you know i mean i only had so much of an idea but that book really hit home and made me understand how wrong i had been in the past about women and how their their plight was just as difficult as mine, you know. I guess I always had this thought it was easy for women. It's easy for them to date. It's easy for them to find love because they're beautiful, because of all these things. But it's not true. It's difficult for them. They just have different difficulties than men do, right? And so I read that book, and I was legitimately depressed for a couple days. And I, I found myself seriously considering whether or not, you know, when I finally understood everything that that book helped me to understand, there was a moment where I had to ask myself, is the, is there actually a reason for this? You know, because I was left feeling a little bit like, you know, a little bit like, you know, from the movie, uh, war games with Matthew Broderick, that old movie where, where the computer teaches, you know, it, it plays, uh, it plays games with itself and they, you know, unlock the, the nuclear war program and it plays against itself and realizes there's no way to win. And so 
you know, it, one of the iconic lines of the movie was strange game. The only way to win is not to play. And I was left, you know, for a few days deeply contemplating that, wondering if the only way to win truly in dating, you know, with women as a man was just to stop playing altogether, you know. Maybe that's why some men choose to go their own way because as a man, when you really dig deep into the psychology of what it means to be female, it's actually quite alien. And I'm sure that women feel the same way about men. It's quite alien to try to imagine what it's like to be a man. Uh, but at the end of all of that, I made what I think was a pretty, um, you know, a pretty important choice for me. And that was that it is worth playing and it can never be perfect. I guess, you know, there's a part of me that likes to make everything perfect. There's a part of me that likes to think that there's a way to do everything, you know, a hundred percent, you know, everything is kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like an equation. You should arrive at zero and solve the equation, and that's pretty much perfect. If you end up with anything extra or, you know, not enough, well, you must have messed up somewhere, and it's not perfect, and it's not complete. But dating can't, you can't view dating that way. It's too fickle of a game, and humans are too fickle of creatures, and human mating behavior is much too... Uh, chaotic for that. So the best you can do is to understand the best you can and to also forgive yourself for not being perfect and forgive the other humans around you for not being perfect and set healthy boundaries and just do your damn best. That's really what you have to work with. That is... That's more valuable than you might realize. And it's worth thinking about, you know. And for me, it was pretty monumental in helping me to bridge a, a complicated problem I had run into, which was, you know, how, how can you... Uh, what's the word? How can you come to terms with... The fact that men and women can only interface so well, but there's always going to be a measure of conflict. There's always going to be a measure of uh, imperfection to the interactions, even, even though they can be so beautifully complementary to each other. And even though they can be so gloriously beneficial to not only the man and the woman, but to the tribe they belong to. And how that can change the world. It really can. You know, the brain event that causes us to feel love and the, you know, the, the brain events that cause us to feel lust and attachment 
are all life-changing, or they have the potential to be, life-changing, tribe-changing, world-changing phenomena. Because, well, because we're humans, we're the dominant species on this planet, and what we do matters a great deal. And, well, I'm going down kind of a deep rabbit hole here, but suffice it to say, going back to the, you know, what do we need to do? Well, we have to, we have to deploy the skills. We have to learn them and deploy them and get better at them and continue to get better at them. And then we need to optimize our lives to maximize our resources because this is what drives up our value. You become more valuable as you optimize your life and there's a healthy balance to be struck with that. You can't go all optimization or you'll risk hating your life and falling off the deep end and getting depressed and then you'll end up probably worse off than you were when you started because you'll just overcompensate right by by either, you know, withdrawing or quitting your workout altogether or spending all the money you saved to try to recoup some of your happiness or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever form that takes for you. But we have to maintain some work-life balance and all that and find a way to, you know, exist in a way that you know, makes us happy, but also moves us forward, which is why I've adopted the mantra, you know, become 1% better every day. Because sometimes, believe it or not, 2% better is just too much because we're just human, you know. We can get a little better every day. That's a big deal. And then we need to replace the bad habits with good ones. It's kind of included in life optimization, though. But then we have to set our sights on our purpose. And we have to realize that at the end of the day, the more we focus on our purpose and the, the more we, we just make our knowledge of human mating behavior and the things we've learned that increase our value and the processes and the techniques and all of it, the more we learn that if we can just take that and store it away in our behavior so that it becomes organic to us and then we focus really hard on our purpose in life and the value we want to bring and the problems we want to solve then we create the optimal conditions to become truly high value men and women because if you care too much about succeeding at the dating game that in itself takes away from your value because you don't register as a high value man or woman you register as a man or woman who's trying very desperately to find love. And that in itself is a low value marker. So it has to become a normal 
everyday part of our programming. All of the steps need to become our default way of acting upon the world. And the only way to accomplish that, and I can tell you this from experience, the only way to accomplish that is through practice. You really have to practice it because it doesn't all happen at once. You do have to learn the techniques. You do have to keep things in your mind, you know. You do have to pursue getting better at dating and practicing it, you know. But and at first, it's going to be a lot less perfect because of that. But that's okay. That's a part of the process that is good for you to go through. If you don't go through that process, you will never practice it to the point where it becomes truly an inbuilt part of your social programming to such a degree that you can take your mind off of it and you can refocus yourself on your purpose, right? But then you'll already have all the mechanisms built in. Why? Because it's a skill. And we come back around to this because it's a skill. In the same way that a basketball player doesn't have to think about dribbling a ball and he doesn't have to think about all the micro movements he makes when he shoots a basket or goes for a layup or he tries to, you know, steal the ball from an opponent or keep it from being stolen. These are all things that the basketball player knows intuitively because they have done them over and over and over and they've practiced them over and over and they have become a normal part of their behavior. And so, you know, they can instead focus on the bigger picture, right? Which is to win the game, to succeed in helping their team solve the problem of wanting to be winners and not losers at the end of the game night, right? And with, with dating, it's, it's just exactly like that because a coach can't use a player, like a player who has to actively think about dribbling is only so useful to a coach. The coach is looking for players who are so good at dribbling that they can focus on the bigger picture, the bigger, the larger purpose, which is the winning the game. And so when it comes to dating, that's how we have to do it. We have to become so good at dating and work so diligently at making those patterns of behavior, our default patterns of behavior, that we can then move on from those things and we can start focusing on the bigger picture, which is whatever we choose for our purpose. For me, it happens to be that I want to start a successful business and I want to teach, in that business I want to teach many, many men and women how to create the dating life of their dreams, right? So that is what I want to achieve. That's my purpose in all of this, right, is to help people. And I want to help people get to that point. And I also want to help people realize what their purpose is because that's also so important. Because dating, 
dating and relationships and love and sex, it all falls into the scope of the grand human mating dance. And all of that is interwoven into everything else. And so when you're talking about dating, you are just a short leap away from talking also about your professional life, your career life, what you want your purpose to be, what your life philosophy is, what your beliefs and your worldview are, you know, raising children, raising a family, running a successful business, learning how to be good at sales, learning how to be a good friend, learning how to be a good leader. These are all things that are so important to our lives and all of them are so close to the same fundamental set of principles we need to learn and foundational behaviors we need to learn and become familiar with to conquer our dating lives that you know it's it's all connected it really is all connected and and so what we have to do is we just have to work on it little by little one percent better every day and you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're still listening <laughs> to all of this, well, then you must have a healthy desire to do that and you're probably going to succeed because that's the kind of determination and willpower it takes. And uh, you're probably learning a lot more than you think. And you're also going to find that as you start to learn these things and as you start to deploy them in your life, they're a lot more effective than you think they are. You know, when I was starting trying to learn about these things, uh, I, I had a lot of good advice and I had a lot of bad advice. Like I, I heard advice from people and I would try it and it worked. And then I would hear advice from other people and I try it and it would be terrible advice. And I was like, why? I don't get it. And well, as it turns out, there are people in this world who give crappy advice and who don't know what the hell they're talking about. Those people do exist. And that's, that's pretty hard to deal with when you're trying to learn something. So at least... I can tell you with complete and utter confidence that I'm telling you the right thing. And, you know, it's, it's pretty set. There is not much, <laughs> there isn't much subjectivity in this topic. There, a lot of people kind of try to say there is, but generally there are people who don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not trying to say that I know everything. I'm not trying to say that there aren't people who know more than I do. God knows there are a lot of people who know a lot more about this than I do. And I am I know that because I'm learning from them every day. You know, I'm learning from people like, like David M. Buss, who knows more about human mating behavior, you know, than, well, he's forgotten more about human mating behavior than I'll probably know for years, you know. And I keep studying and I keep trying to figure out Well, I keep trying to figure out what's the right path, what are the right belief systems, what are the right, you know, fundamental, fundamental beliefs that I have to build my, you know, techniques on, build my beliefs on when it comes to humans and mating and dating. Anyway, I say all of that to say once again that if you're listening to this well you're on the right path 
and it's a lot more useful than you probably realize. And if you just put a little effort into trying to make it as good as you can, you know, trying to do it right, you're amazed at how life-changing and powerful it can be. Like, the day that I learned, I'll tell you where I was struggling the most, where I absolutely struggled the most with women, and I got so hung up. And it always comes down to, for the most part, and it can be deeper, but but you can explore the deeper stuff when you find out where it's happening. But, well, it always comes down to one of the five overarching dating skills. And you can go back to my channel. You can watch that video um, on my YouTube. I also have an article about it on my blog. And I have a podcast episode about it. It's called The Five Overarching Dating Skills. And it always comes down to one of those. Someone... You know, people are getting hung up on one of those skills right, when it comes to engaging with others. Now, some people have a value problem, and so that'll hurt the whole, the whole thing. The skills will only do you so much good if you have a value problem. You know, if you're just not attractive, you can only do so much with overarching dating skills. But once you get your attraction nailed down, you start to, you know, if you have anything to offer, that's when you can start using dating skills um, inner game, as it's called, and you can start to really, really in- improve your odds of success. But a lot of people get hung up on some of them. And the one that I got hung up on the worst was um, sexual escalation. I had a hell of a time trying to to come to terms with that because I, I really had white knight syndrome. I was really afraid of rejection. You know, I had a struggle within me, you know, where I had this inner dialogue that told me that if I sexually escalated with a woman, that would be putting pressure on her, which would be inherently disrespectful. And so to act toward a woman in a, what I would now describe as a very respectfully, you know, sexually assertive manner, like it was so hard for me to wrap my mind around that. And it just, it just felt like complete disrespect. And I, I had a hell of a time. And I could not go in for a kiss. Like, I, that was where I really struggled. I just couldn't close the deal. I couldn't do it. I would always wait for her to make the move. Or I would start talking about it. And both of those ideas are awful. You know, they only worked out in very rare situations and I had no control over it. It was just chaos. The day I learned to go in for the kiss and that that was a good thing to do and that if I paid attention to her body language and I was empathetic and I read the situation well, I would know before I even went for it if she was into it. And even then, if I went for it and she gave like the you know, the signs, you know, she withdrew or she acted like, whoa, no, what are you doing? And then I stop, like, that's okay, you know? But generally, I mean, 19 out of 20 times when I go in to kiss a woman, she's very, very, like, enthusiastic and happy about it. And it seems to be what she wants, usually because I've accurately read the signs before we even got to that point and I already know she's gonna want 
want me to do that. And so once I got over that hump, like once I got past that mental block, you you would be amazed at how solving that one little problem completely, I mean, my success rate with women went from almost nothing to just skyrocketing. I mean, it must have gone up by a thousand percent because I actually had some success. Whereas before, I it's like I couldn't get success no matter what I tried for good reason. I wasn't sexually escalating. My core dating skills were broken. I literally had a broken link in the chain and it kept me from progressing. And that's how it works. That's how the five overarching dating skills works. If you're if you're failing at one of them, or if you're balking at one, or if you don't understand one of them and you don't understand how to transition through it, you're going to get held up and you're not going to be successful. Just straight facts. You can't skip any of them. They're all important. Uh, there might be situations where you can kind of skip one or two. Um, very rarely, you can maybe kind of skip two. Doesn't really usually happen. For the most part, vast majority of cases, all five of the core overarching dating skills are important. And you've got to be able to navigate through them well. And once I learned how to do that, it just really changed my life. Now, and that's how powerful it is. See, and like with my coaching, when I coach someone one-on-one, if I can figure out right away where they're going wrong, you know, uh, you know, well, you know, there's the value problem and then there's the vetting problem and then there are the dating skills, you know, and then there are other things, but for the most part, those are all the important parts. And so if I can figure out where someone's going wrong and all of that, which isn't that hard, just get them talking about their dating life a little bit and you should be able to pretty much figure it out. And, uh, I mean, I'm pretty good at it because I've been doing this for a while. So I can pretty much pick it out and I can say, well, I think this is where the problem is. And if you can get, if you can get that person to have the mindset shift they need to overcome that problem, if that's their main problem, that alone, like one coaching call might change their whole dating life. You know, you might, you might increase their success by 500% by solving that one problem. Now, it's not always as simple, and there's always more to learn. So I always prefer it when I get to have multiple coaching sessions with people because we can get more in-depth because the more you learn and the better you get at these things, the greater your odds of success are. Now, it's a lot different. It's a lot different to be more successful like than it is to create the dating life of your dreams and write your own check, right? It's one thing to say, I'm so much more successful with women now. Like it's so much, that's a lot of different of a thing to say than to say, I can go out and get whatever I want because I know how to do it and I know how to get out of my own way and I can decide what kind of life I want. Like, do I want to be in a, you know, do I want to be in a, in a relationship with a, with a cute redhead, you know, do I want to have a couple friends with benefits and just have them over, you know, twice a week? Do I want to live with three girlfriends and, you know, have a harem and have them all, you know, wait on me hand and foot? Do I want, you know, do I want a wife and then, uh, 
you know, a girlfriend on the side? You know, do I want to be, do I want to be in a huge polyamorous group with a bunch of men and women where we live together like hippies and have a family? Like, like, what do I want for myself? You know, some of those situations might sound more daunting than others, but, but I'm telling you, I am, I'm telling you from experience that, that they're, they're only, some of those situations are only more complicated because they require a few more steps, uh, usually with other humans. You know, any situation where you have more than one other human involved is definitely more complicated, but it's not that complicated, right? Totally achievable. I would feel completely confident if I wanted any of those things to go out and get it today. I mean, it may not happen, it may not materialize today. Trust me when I say that it's hard to build, <laughs> it's hard to build an eight-piece poly family in one day. That takes a little while. You gotta meet the right people and expand your social circles in the right places. However, give yourself a month, two months, three months. If you really know what you're doing, there's not very much that's outside of the realm of your control, especially if you have, you know, a high dating marketplace value and you've been working on yourself and you keep leveling yourself up. There is, there are very few things that you cannot control for yourself in your own life, you know, and I don't mean control their people. I mean, control your destiny and your circumstances, you know, and you know, you've got to expand your social circles in the right places. You have to have the right kind of value. You have to understand people and be empathetic. You have to learn how to leverage your, your own value to be attractive and desirable. You got to get out of your own way. Let the overarching dating skills do the work for you. And then you just live and you create what you want, right? Now, the same is true with money. And I'm learning that every single day, you know. I learned how to write my own check in my dating life and, you know, before, and, and that's why I started this business. Now in growing this business, I'm trying to learn how to do that with money. And it's a little different. The philosophies are the same. Uh, the practice is a little different. However, that is a skill. Those are skills that I am striving to learn right now because for a man, Wealth is important. It's a primary attraction metric and I want to have it because I want to maximize my dating potential in life. Why? Well, here we come right back around full circle to where we started because it's so damn important. If there's anything in life that's important, it is the quality of your dating life, the quality of your relationships, the quality of the intimacy you share with other humans, the quality of the love, lust, and attachment you get to experience in this life. And believe it or not, you have nearly ultimate control over those things. All you have to do is learn how to do them. Now, if you don't understand how to do them, you know, if, if by now listening to my podcast and my YouTube channel and my reading my blog, if you still have some questions, please hit me up. Um, you can, you know, visit my website, sign up for my Mastermind Tribe, email me, sign up for coaching, hit me up on social media, whatever. Just find a way to get a hold of me and we'll figure it out. I may tell you, well, you're going to need a coaching call or I may tell you you should join my Mastermind Tribe, but at least 
If you can find a way to get a hold of me, ask me, tell me what's going on, I can start the process of helping you because I can help you. And it's so important. And that's really, that's really the bottom line. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it was important. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it was so crucial. But every day I see people who are very sad, very lonely, very depressed, very anxious, even angry, and full of rage and negativity. Their entire existence characterized by some kind of negativity they feel because their dating life has failed them because they're not where they want to be. Single moms who are raising their kids alone who can't get a guy to pay attention to them. You know, single women who you just can't find a guy who wants to commit to them. Guys just want to bang and leave. You know, it's just like, it's just so, it is such a worn out trope, but it's so real for so many people. For guys, can't get a girl to look twice at them. Can't get a text back. They keep getting ghosted, right? Uh, Maybe guys who have a good, like, it's pretty easy for them to build connection with a woman, but then they get friend zoned. This happens all the time. Men in marriages whose women, whose, whose wives, girlfriends, whatever, the women in their life don't respect them anymore, right? Sex has become dull and lifeless and, you know, there's no excitement. Uh, you know, women who are in their marriages who don't feel, who don't feel appreciated, who don't feel like, their husbands and or boyfriends, whatever, they don't feel like they're really attracted to them and it just doesn't feel real to them. And, you know, all, all these things, these things are really significant problems that affect our lives every day. And yet it is completely within your power to eliminate these problems from your life for good. Because I'm telling you, like, my life is so simple now that I've eliminated that. Like, I don't have to stress about any of that. I don't have to worry if I'm going to get cuddled or I don't have to worry if I'm going to get to, you know, go on dates. I don't have to worry if I'm going to have sex or not. I don't have to worry if I'm going to have someone to be intimate with. I do not have to worry about being alone, right? I It's just... I don't have to worry about drama. I don't have to worry about being disrespected by my partners. Don't have to worry about my partners losing interest in me. None of that matters anymore. Like those are all problems I've removed from my plate completely. Like I literally, I spend 0% of my time every day worrying about any of those problems or anything even remarkably close to them. Like anything even markedly close to them is how I should say. Uh, It's just... I mean, my days are spent doing other things, building my financial wealth, you know, trying to get that figured out. Um, You know, I want to be as comfortable with that as I am with my dating life, right? I want to have the kind of financial life where I just take all the worries off the table because I do worry, you know, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain, well, There's a certain amount of fear that comes from not understanding something completely. And I do not understand how to build wealth as well as I understand how to build 
a dating life. And so, you know, that's something that I want to conquer, right? Something I want to fix in my life. And so I'm working on that. But see, it's so much easier to focus on that when I'm not worried about all the other nonsense, you know? I don't have to worry about the drama. Don't have to worry about the loneliness, the depression or the rejection or, you know, being ghosted. It doesn't matter. Like none of it matters because... Because I can just, oh, my timer's going off. My maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. So I've got five minutes left. <laughs> Sorry about the distraction. My phone was going off. I was like, what is that noise? That's what it is. All right, let's wrap this one up. Dating skills are important. I hope that all of you choose to spend time on them and level them up. I hope you realize that this is an important thing as well. It's a foundational thing for our lives. We're social creatures. We want to have good relationships. We want to have good friendships. We want to have good dating lives. It would be really nice to be able to create your own destiny. I think you'd probably agree with me. Um, and I definitely think that's true. I think it's important. And I think it's worthwhile. So my encouragement to you today is just this. Keep it up. You're going in the right direction. Don't give up. Don't get too discouraged. Level up 1% every day. Don't be too hard on yourself if you fail, because that's gonna happen with time, with understanding, with practice. As you increase your knowledge, you will find more success and you too will come to a point where you can get those worries off the table and you can create the dating life of your dreams and not have to worry about it anymore. And then you will find that that will be very enjoyable and will lead to a new chapter of your life where you can just enjoy relationships for the positives and the fun while really avoiding the negatives. And that is a very, very good deal. I can tell you from experience that that's a very good deal. All right, that's gonna be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafa signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegathis.com. Catch you on the flip side.